about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. And uh, my name is Art Cardos, and we're talking, we're always talking about being all in with the Lord. And what does that mean to you? What does it mean for me? It might mean different things, uh, but today, as always, I'm going to pick it up from last week. In last week's program, we were talking about the love of God being the highest spiritual law. We were talking about laws that govern this earth. Um, I think if anything, this program is about breaking up old thinking that has trees that are growing inside of people, causing them to not move forward, to be more religious than real. Let's put it that way. It's a wonderful thing when you have traditions and religion and you grew up in it because it was comfortable, solid, and it made you feel like you were a part of a great community. And I still am one who believes in keeping that community. But I, at the expense of losing the power of the word, it's not worth it. So we, we want to talk about the power of the word. Not that you can't have community and tradition and church. You should. And the Bible tells us to not forsake the gathering together for church purposes. However, when we're at the church, it's time to talk about the power of God. If you don't, what makes you different than any other TV station? You see, any TV station you tune into can talk about the gloom and the doom. But what we have is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have the great news that you are redeemed from the curse that's attached to the breaking of the law. I don't know a better message. Yet I wonder who's teaching it. I wonder how many pastors are teaching it. I wonder if the kids today are hearing a message that's full of life, not condemnation, full of power, not religion. And I wonder why, and then, and then we all wonder why they don't want to come back to church or go to church. I'm speaking to each one of us today that knows that our kids and the next generation and the next generation need more of the power of God, not only being taught, but being demonstrated. And if you're one who thinks the power of God is for the Old Testament and it's not for, the new, for us today, well, all I can say is I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you wake up and realize that the power of the Word of God, the blood that was shed by the Redeemer, Jesus, on the cross, is alive and well, working on our behalf each and every day of our lives, if we believe it, if we will use it. You know, a lot of people, when I get done talking about quantum physics, quantum biology, and how all things are made, and the divine creator made it, you know, they say, man, you're getting crazy out there, Art, because, you know, we want to be, we want to believe in God, but we don't know of God's will. You got to pray for God's will. And, and I, 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 I hear that a lot. I don't know if you hear it a lot, but, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, go read it. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. 
Plans to prosper you. Good plans. Good things, not bad. Go read Jeremiah 29, 11, and then come back and tell me, well, you know, you can't be so bold because you don't know what God's perfect will is. I do know what his will is. His will is that all things work together for good for those who trust the Lord. Do you trust the Lord? Have you turned your life over to Jesus? Have you turned your life over to God? And you know, we can go out there and evangelize everybody and bring them into the kingdom, but more importantly, how about waking up the people already in the kingdom? And if you're in the kingdom and not using all the valuable tools of the kingdom, well, then what's the difference if, you, if you're not using them? I mean, you might be going to heaven, but all this wonderful things that God wants you to accomplish are waiting, are waiting and crying out for the sons and daughters of God to wake up and to be who they were called to be. You know, today, on today's program, I want to focus on, uh, of course, we're talking about the law of love, but I want to focus on the law of favor. Favor. God's favor. You know, if you're operating outside of God's favor, you might be someone who's experiencing turmoil, problems. You know, I heard people say, well, something bad's going to happen. Something bad happened, so I'm waiting for the other two. Are you really? Yeah, they come in threes. Didn't you notice? No, I didn't. Maybe sixes. How about tens? You know, where are you getting this stuff from? Okay, so when we say things like that, we're not allowing favor to work. We're looking for the shoe to drop, the other shoe to drop. Oh, yeah, it always goes like that in my life. Does it really? And you don't think you have anything to do with it. It just happens that way. What a coincidence. But yet you're saying it all the time. Favor. You know what I say all the time? The favor of God surrounds me like a shield, bringing supernatural increase, promotion, restoration, honor, increased assets. Where do you get that from? The Bible. Promotion, honor, increased assets, greater victories, battles won that I don't have to fight. That's the favor of God. The favor of God surrounds me like a shield. It produces supernatural increase. Do you believe that? No, Art, I never heard that before. Really? And you've read the Bible? I'm telling you, today we're talking about the favor of God. God wants to bless you. Let's use it a different way. Why don't you ask God for a favor today? Oh, I can't do that. Why? God so loved you, he sent Jesus into the world to spend 33 years to grow into this planet and then demonstrate how to have victory over it so that you and I could have life and have it more eternally. So why can't you ask God for a favor? The favor of God. He want, God the Father wants to bless you. Will you let him? One of the hardest things I believe for a Christian is to believe he's worthy of God's attention, worthy of God's ability to bless. Sin, when sin entered in, man was separated from God and felt guilty. He felt alone. He felt like God was angry with him. And God sent Jesus to reconcile the world, to take away that whole, that whole premise that God is mad at you. God is not mad at you. He's not like he has a fly swatter looking to swat you every time you do something wrong. Does he want you to repent? Yes. Does he want you to judge yourself? Yes. 
If you judge yourself, then you agree with God. And when you judge yourself, you won't be judged. So the favor of God is looking for an opportunity to come on you today. Something great is looking for the opportunity to happen in your life today. Will you believe it? Will you receive it? Will you accept the fact that God wants to do you favor? The favor of God, under the favor of God. Now, let's just examine that for a second. If you go to work and you get a job, and you go out there and you get this job, and the job uh, is a 40-hour-a-week job. I, I guess it may only know if there are any just 40-hour-a-week jobs anymore. I think everything takes a little longer. But 40 hours a week, you expect the favor of the owner or the manager or whoever you're working for to pay you after you have worked the 40 hours. And I understand now there's jobs where they pay you by the day. So you work your eight hours, you get paid for that day. Amazing. You expect that. You expect that. Because why? Because you've traded your hours for money. God's favor. God wants to bring favor to you. He's not asking you to do anything other than to receive the favor of God. But yet we don't expect favor because we didn't work for it, right? But God said that you can receive as you give, you will receive. Pressed down, shaken together, and flowing over. Shall men and women bring unto your bosom. So with the same measure you use to give, it'll be given back to you. Are you stingy? Are you greedy? Do you get paid and take all that money and use it just for you? Or do you tithe? Because the Bible tells us if you don't tithe, you're stealing from God. What he's really saying is God in you is being stolen from. The opportunity for you to receive because tithing releases a law that allows you to be blessed is being stolen from who? From you. So the very first thing Satan loves to do is tell Christians they can't afford to tithe. Why? Because when you tithe 10% of your income, you begin to establish a flow of giving. And God loves a cheerful giver, not a groany one. So giving cheerfully establishes a flow at the quantum level that causes things you want to come to you. Then if you can give more, maybe another 10%, that's called an offering, and you establish a bigger flow of what can come to you. So the favor of God will come to you through your giving. That's one way to get the favor of God. Another way is to simply ask God for his favor. Father, in the name of your son Jesus, I come to you today, and I'm asking you for a favor. I need this bill paid, or I need this, this health condition fixed. I need the favor of God, unconditional favor of God. I am not able to earn it. I am not able to do anything to justify me getting it. I would just like the favor of God. God wants to bless you. That's what Jesus came to say. Jesus came and said, you could have life and have it more abundantly. So there's a law of favor. There's a law of love. Last week we talked about the law of love, the highest law that operates all quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and quantum biology. If you're not operating in the law of love, then you can't expect the law of favor. But if you are operating in the law of love and expecting love to work, favor 
is one of the results of your love for others, of treating others like you treat yourself, of treating them as, as brothers and sisters in Christ and finding ways to help them. Last week, I talked about people who think they have enough. They don't need more. Look around. There are people sitting right around you that need your help today. And if they don't need money, if they don't need prayer, they at least could use a word of praise. Lift people up. There's, you can't tell me you have nothing to give. You walk up to somebody and begin to just make them feel good by thanking them or finding good in them and telling them about the good in them, praising God and for them and finding a way to bless them. You can always find a way to bless people if you will you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And quantum laws, I, you know, I've been talking about that. If you haven't listened last week, the laws of quantum or the subatomic, subatomic, subatomic structure of everything in life. And, and the atoms that are glued together at a frequency with electrons spinning around them are holding things together. That's how you can ride in a car. That's how you can sit in a seat. That's how you can have a house to live in. You have everything held together and it's held together at a micro, micro, micro uh, level called quantum. And in our lives, quantum is working every day. You're either attracting to you good things or you're attracting to yourself bad things based on not what you want, based on how you treat others, based on who you are, based on the way you live in your heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If your life is not what you want it to be, then think about what you are doing and how to change. You can't continue to do the same thing and expect different results. That is not how it works. The quantum laws based in the Bible, based in the whole Bible, it's all 66 books of the Bible, especially the New Testament. Jesus taught us how to use them, to love one another, to forgive, to give as, 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 well, of your substance, to find those that are hungry and feed them. Find those that are naked and clothe them. Well, nobody on my block is hungry. Well, then go to a different block. Find people where you can contribute. Begin to be a meaningful, specific for the Lord, not a wandering generality in religion. And there is a huge difference. And it's time for the body of Christ to be exactly what it says. The body of the Christ. If you were alive in the days of Jesus, he had a treasurer. Why do you think he had a treasurer? Because he had no money? Or because he had money that always had to be readily given to those in need? And that he was always sending his treasurer out and telling him, go feed that person, go give it to the poor, go do this, use the money for that. That is the kingdom of God and how it works. Broke people don't need a treasurer. Jesus wasn't broke. He might have given it all away, but he wasn't broke. And the more he gave it away, the more it came back. And that's why he had a treasurer. Now, you can pretend like, uh, no, Jesus, he, he was poor. No, 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 he wasn't. Even when it came down to having a gravesite, that was one of the best ones there. And it was never used before and it was donated by a rich man. There were people all around him 
giving to him because he had given so much the law of giving had kicked in and anything he wanted anything he needed came to him in the name in the name of his father yeah you know our father god the divine creator and now in our name in jesus's name we pray because he is the one who showed us how he's our savior so it's in jesus's name but god he and the father had such a relationship he knew the laws the law of love the law of favor the law of giving there are spiritual laws that can't be broken and as for our sake if you're not in your life right now right now i don't care what you've been through i don't care what happened last year i don't care what happened last month today is the day that the lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it what does that mean to you what do you want what would you like to see happen in your life i don't care if you right now at this second are broke busted sick and disgusted if you are that's a great place to start because all you need is to fully accept jesus as your lord and savior and then begin to take the word that he brought to this earth and put it into you to change who you are and your whole world will change your garden will change around you the place that you're living will change around you because quantum laws exist to operate on and for those who use the word of god god's word never ever returns void so you can't tell me you're using his word and you don't have what you want you can't tell me that because i know better i know his word never returns void i know his word will always work i know his word is what i can count on i know his word will get me through i know his word will make me better stronger i know his word do you know his word what word all of them find it in the bible the part that addresses what you're looking for if you do that you will see that his word placed in you coming out of your mouth will transform what's happening in your life the word of god the word of god god's word never returns void if you're not happy with what's going on in your life you are not using god's word on your behalf but i do art i've read the bible i'm reading it here it says if it says that god will no weapon formed against me will prosper but i'm not sure if he wants me to be healed cut me a break get some strength in your voice this is the this is the god who created the universe who wants to do you a favor he did you the biggest favor of eternity by sending his son and now he wants to bless you and you walk around oh no not sure what god's gonna do today we'll have to wait and see what god's will it cut me a break cut me a break that's not how it works it's not how it works I challenge any pastor, anybody listening, you got an issue with this, give me a call because we need to talk about how Jesus disrupted this world to bring into it the power that was lost when Adam gave it over to Lucifer. You want to keep giving it to Lucifer, then give it to him. But don't, don't cause the little ones to stumble. 
If you have a pastor, if you're a pastor of a church, you better be speaking the power of God's word. If you cause the little ones to think they got to wait 10 years for a prayer, you aren't, I, I, I don't even want to say what I think will happen to you. God's word never returns void. Instant prayer. Now faith. Now faith. When is the faith going to happen? Now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews 11.1. 1. Read it. The power of God at work in our lives is what we're talking about. The favor of God. So, when I start my day, I'm looking for God's favor. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that the favor of God surrounds me, protects me, surrounds me like a shield produces supernatural increase. I'm looking for favor all day long. When I go out, I'm, I'm under the favor of God. When I go to meet somebody, I'm under the favor of God. I'm under God's favor. What are some people saying? I don't know, man. There's a lot of problems out there. Oh, this world's going to hell in a handbag. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Come on. Under the favor of God. Start to control your tongue. The book of James says... The power of life and death is in your tongue. What are you doing with it? What are you saying out of your mouth? If you're unhappy, unclear with what's going on in your life and where you're going, change what you're saying. Change what you're thinking. Change what you're writing down as goals. Something has to give, and you're the one that's got to change. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He isn't going to change. You aren't going to talk him into something. He's not going to change. He's ready to give you favor. He's ready to bring the favor on you. One of the biggest obstacles to favor is people feeling they're sinners and not worthy to receive it. Why would God do me a favor? I don't know. Ask him. He's the one who made you in his image and likeness. He loves you and he wants to give you favor and he forgave your sins. You need to accept what he did that you actually are forgiven and you're under the righteousness of Christ. You're in right standing with God so that you can receive the favor of God. I don't know if this makes sense to you or not, but it makes a lot of sense to me. A lot of people who are good Christians, they'll go to heaven. I, I don't doubt it at all, but they're missing out on the time of their life by serving the Lord, by using his word to have victory over every circumstance and situation that comes up, they come up against because they've been granted the keys to the kingdom. They've been granted the name that's above every name, that when it's spoken, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus, the Christ, is the Lord. I'm telling you, that's who we are. We're made in his image and likeness. He came to show us how to live. So what will you do today? How will we today get favor from God? And if you don't need favor, pray it for someone else. Teach someone else how to get favor. When you see someone that's hurting, when you see someone that needs prayer, stop and pray with them. Stop and help them. Find a way. Maybe you're too busy at that moment. Get their name, get their information, send them some, something that will uplift them. If the body of Christ starts acting like the body of Christ, this whole world will be transformed overnight. We are to serve our Lord. We are to love our Lord and love each other as He loved the church. The law of love. The law of love. The law of favor. Um, I think it's really important to understand. You know, one of the things I think as a human, each one of us needs to think about. 
You're the happiest if you can solve a problem. If you have a problem come up and you can solve it, you feel powerful, vindicated, you feel smart. You, we are designed to solve problems. We're designed for it. God made you to solve problems. Then he gave all the power to do that to us. Adam lost it, Jesus got it back, and now we are to take it back so that we can go around solving problems for other people and teach them how to solve problems. If you get a bill in the mail, but yet you have enough in your account to pay it and you have a lot left over, you feel great because you can pay that bill, you've contributed to society in a way because it was part of life and you paid the bill and it's paid for and you still have money left over, you feel good. You solved a problem. So that is what we're designed to do, solve problems. If you don't have the money, you feel lousy. You feel weak. You feel like you're not, you know, not contributing because you you're not doing something right. You're on the wrong side of life. We're talking about how to change the side of life that you're on. So let's change it. Let's change it. Let's change and transform from where we are to where we could be. If you have money, that's great. Get more and give a lot away. Start buying things for other people who can't afford them, especially now with the gas prices going up and bills going up everywhere. I mean, it's food, everything. Now is the time to bless others. You say, I don't have enough, pray in more. Pray in more. We're going to talk more about that in the second half of this program. But we have to take a break because we're halfway through. We're talking about being all in, talking about the power of God, quantum laws, and the blood of Jesus. Never forget the blood of Jesus. We'll be right back. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. And we're back. Very fast commercial break. And that's okay because the power of God is at work here in the studio. And I hope where you are, you can sense it or feel it. I try to bring a certain level to this program to show you that not everybody is living at a low vibration or frequency. You know, when you meet people, you can tell if they're li low, living at a very low frequency. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I went to church on Sunday. Yeah, I don't expect much, but you know, I, I just know that God will get me through. I, that is a person to me that has not really met the Lord at the level he would like to meet you. That doesn't mean you don't know Jesus. That doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. I, I'm not saying that at all. But we are supposed to wake up, stop drinking milk, and start eating steak. Steak is the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, by the way, the Bible says, and hearing the Word of God. If you aren't hearing the Word of God, then you are not being fed. 
And uh, you must feed yourself daily. You have to hear it daily. And if you're not speaking it out of your mouth, you're not hearing it unless you're sitting down all day long and listening to someone else speak it, then it could help you as well. And there are ch TV channels out there now online that have the Word of God on, powerful Word of God, all day long, 24 hours a day. And I suggest you plug into one of those. Stop listening to the fake news. Stop listening to the weak news. Stop listening to people's opinions of what's happening or what should happen. And start listening to God's answers. And then, if you listen to His answers and begin to etch them in your heart and repeat them out of your mouth, you'll begin to see it happen, first in your life and then in the life around you. Someone asked me the other day, how do I get from point A to point B? In other words, I'm stuck here. I'm, I'm, I'm in a situation that I don't like the way it is. How do, I, how, does that, how do we change that? Whether it's a home life, a business life, a church life, whatever. And the first thing you have to do is, is decide what it is you want to change. If you don't decide it, God, you know, a lot of people are waiting for God to decide everything for them. God didn't create, if God wanted a robot, he made you with free will. He, he gave each one of us the ability to be uniquely different. And the purpose for that is he wants to enjoy your company, not control your life, not be a dictator over you. When I hear scientists talk about the God, uh, not God, I'm sorry, the Big Bang and how the all of the universe uh, came into being and some great alien structure somewhere in the universe created everything and they're going to come back. They're going to come back and there's going to be a day of accounting. That is exactly the truth, but yet that is exactly a lie. God, who was, who was before all of this, is coming back. And he did create it all. And you can call him an alien if you want. But he is the divine originator of planet Earth, all that we know as life, and our bodies, mind, soul, and spirit. And he is coming back. But instead of coming back as this alien that everyone's supposed to be afraid of, He's coming back as this creator of love, in love, to be your friend, not to be scaring you that if you make a wrong move, zap, you're gone. And that was the whole plan through Jesus in the earth to bring a spirit of love throughout all of eternity in all of the universes everywhere. And, and so we are to grasp that and grasp that, yes, the great God of all wants to be your friend. He doesn't want to dictate you. He wants you to use your brain to think. So number one, you're stuck here. Okay, Art, here's my situation. Okay, and it doesn't matter what you're going to say. It's a situation. Number two, if you could... What situation would you want it to be? How do you want to frame it? Write it out. Write it out. Take the time to write out what you want in every area of your life. Home, business, 
social, mental, physical, spiritual, financial. And make, take the time. That is the most important thing you could do for yourself. It's the most selfish and important thing you could do. Because if you don't decide what you want, it will be decided for you, but it'll be decided by the other you who doesn't believe anything good's going to happen. And I, I would not trust that to that part of me. I am telling me where I want to be every single day. So I have a plan. I write it out. And I read it over once a day. I just read it. I read it out loud. But I read it once a day. Here's my plan of where I want to be. Here's where I am. I thank God for getting me there. Don't know how. Don't care. Don't want to know how. But at the quantum level, the subatomic, subatomic atoms and structures are all at work bringing it to pass for me. Why? Because I trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. Now, if you are someone who likes to plan everything and figure out how it's going to come to pass, you're going to stop it from happening. You, you don't want to know how. You just want to know that it will. And so once you write it all out and you have this plan of where you want to be, then you begin to thank and praise God, it's already done. 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 Oh my gosh, it's already done. And to the degree that you believe that, it will speed up the process. Some people, it takes them two years to believe the prayer they're praying. And then they want to know why God took so long. Or, let's say you need money to close on a house you're buying. And you were praying for this extra money to come, but the money just seems like it didn't show up. But you're sitting there at the closing table, and you need it right now. You say, oh man, I need a miracle now. People always say, why does it always wait till the last minute? That's because that's when you began to believe there was no other way out. There was no other way out, and you began to believe it at that moment. And at that moment, something miraculous happens. Why? Because you believed something had to. Most times we're too generous with saying, well, if it doesn't work out, I understand. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't understand because God said his favor is upon me. He said that he's anointed me to preach. He's anointed me to go into all the world and take dominion over the world. So I don't understand. I and, and, and now faith. Now faith is the substance. Everything you're praying for has to be treated like it's now. Has to be done now. Yeah, it does. And it changes your frequency. It changes your ability to believe. And when you believe, when two people agree and believe for anything, the Word of God says it will come to pass. It will come to pass because at the quant, God designed a kingdom that will manufacture it. All you have to do is believe. So when you're really upset that God's taken too long to get you an answered prayer, you're really upset with yourself because you aren't operating quantum laws. You aren't operating the kingdom of God. Our Father, Holy God, our Father, who art in heaven, hallow, holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy quantum kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, thy will, 
That's the will that says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to help you, plans to make you well. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, on earth, as it already is in heaven. That's the way it is in heaven. All things are good. You expect that when you're going to go there. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, our daily needs, our daily money. And forgive us, forgive us our sins, oh yeah, as we forgive those who trespass against us, who sin against us. So we've got to forgive those. And in that spirit of forgiveness and love, God can bless us, bring favor on us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not, Lord, into temptation. Because if we get in temptation, we're going to operate the quantum laws the wrong way. It's going to go against us. But deliver us from every evil. Help us to understand the whole kingdom that you've created. That is where we are as a, as a Christian. Each one of us has to learn this simple lesson, that there are rules and laws in effect that will cause you and I to prosper and to be in God's favor if we will change the way we think, change what we're saying. Some people, it said, walk into the room and they brighten it up. And some people walk out of the room and they brighten it up. We are to be the ones who brighten it up because we walk in and bring the vibration at a higher frequency of knowing the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And we walk into the room and sickness flees. Debt flees. So if someone you know is in debt, ask them if you can lay hands over their books, over their checkbook, over their wallet, and anoint it with oil, and pray, and rebuke that spirit of lack. Philippians 4.19, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory, not ours. He will bring favor to you if you let him in the door. Are you expecting favor? No. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Expect it. You need to expect the favor of God will show up today. The favor of God, the law of the favor of God, and the law of love. Operating you, operating in the law of love, can expect the law of favor to work on your behalf. I um, do get excited about this stuff. I, I just think that we miss it on a simple thing. We're right there, you know, especially if you're a churchgoer. Oh, we're right there. We, we're going to church and we're, we're getting the word, but maybe not really hearing it the way we should. The Bible says, you know, of course, Jesus said, you know, if, ears, if you have ears to hear, let them hear. And... Um, and if you and some have ears to hear, and some ears are clogged, you know, um, we have to realize that God, the Creator of the universe, is really a real thing. <laughs> I think we 
We're so used to cartoon characters and so used to fiction, we can't even imagine it. Yet there is this living creator who we are made in his image and likeness. And he loves us. He made us to be like him. He, he wanted fellowship. He didn't want to just make uh, robots or, or any angels or anything that don't have free choice. He wanted you to have free choice, but he wanted you to choose right so that he could fellowship with you. Because if you choose evil, he can't fellowship with you. And that's what hell would be and will be for those who choose not to allow the creator of the universe to be their personal friend. So our creator of the universe living out his life in Jesus so that we had a human form to relate to wants to be, each one of us wants to be our friend. He wants to be as closer to you than any relationship you've ever had on this planet. And he wants to bless you. He wants to have bring favor to your life. But we need to speak to him. We need to ask him for help and talk to him about everything. Take your problems to him and, and bring them to him. And he will be your father. When I was growing up, um, my mother and father, when I think it was eight months, when I was eight months old, uh, were actually divorced. And I never had the father figure, but I went to live with family, grandparents. And there were times where there was no father to go to, to talk to. You know, I don't know if you grew up having a father or mother. To talk. I had a good mother. Uh, but no father to talk to. But I would talk to my heavenly father. And he taught me at a very young age that he was my Abba, my daddy. And that I could, I, I couldn't physically climb into his lap, but I could cozy up in a room and talk to the heavenly father as my father. And he would answer me. I'm a kid and I'm getting answers. Because God is our Father, our Father, our Father, who art in heaven. Yet's created a way to be this close to you and I. He wants you to change your life today. What is it in your life that needs changing? Are you alone? Do you need a friend? Do you need a partner? Are you broke? Do you need money? Are you heavily in debt? Do you owe the IRS? Are, you, are pressures over you? Are somebody suing you? Is something wrong from the past that's trying to disrupt your life entirely? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We were designed to solve problems. You are a problem solver. And yet Satan has taught so many Christians how to run and hide from problems and to, to worry, fear, and beg. And that's not how it works. So, what are you going to do? Are you want to, if you want to change, the first thing to realize is that you can. That wherever you are right now, where, wherever you are, and, and Satan loves to get people in a corner where they think there's no way out. The only way out, man, I'm going to just 
Take my own life. Oh, boy, Satan loves that. Oh, my gosh. That's the ultimate. He gets you to quit. You're one less Christian he's got to deal with on this planet. He has no power except the power he gets through a Christian who doesn't know the Word of God. And then he uses you on yourself, which in turn affects everybody around you. And he keeps disrupting the world that way. So what is it you're going to do? How do you begin? By saying, Father, Daddy, Abba, how can I get out of this? And where do I want to be? I would love for you to just seriously paint a picture in words on paper of the ideal world that you want to live in. Write it out and begin to thank God that somehow that day is going to come. And if you will do that, if you do that for a week, you'll feel a difference. And you'll begin to change your whole demeanor about everything. Now, will something happen in a week? This, you know, it could. It depends on your level of belief. But the most important thing is that you believe. That you believe, number one, that there is a God who created everything. Whether physical or invisible, visible, physical, spiritual, everything. Created it all. So believe there's a God. Number two, believe he sent his only son, Jesus, as Savior to forgive you for all the sin ever in your life, right up to this moment. And ask him to do that. Say, Father, I accept your free gift and, and I, I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. So, number one, begin to believe there's a Father, believe there's a Son, accept the forgiveness, have your name written in the book of life, and then begin to listen and read God's Word as if it were the law, because it is. And He's not here to judge you. As a matter of fact, the minute you accept Jesus... All judgment against your whole past is dropped. It dropped. You're no longer judged. As long as you don't judge others. So take the same gift he just gave you of not judging you and stop judging others. Love one another as he has loved his church. Remember, 1 Corinthians, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is long-suffering, never demands its own way. Love never fails. It continually gives. If you will begin to operate in the law of love, if you will begin to transform what you're saying to only good things, and if you will allow yourself to go from the negative side to the positive side by believing what you wrote down as far as where you want to be and begin to praise God for it, and you do that over the next few weeks, you will see an incredible change in your life. Things will change. You will be operating the kingdom of God, the quantum kingdom of God, quantum mechanics, quantum biology, quantum physics. It all exists. You know, people tell you all day long, I don't believe in those laws. Okay. I know you don't believe in the law of gravity either. You can step off a building and f you're going to fall. Why? 
because gravity exists. It exists. And you're going to fall whether you believe it or not. And I'm telling you, these spiritual laws are more sure than anything else ever. The law of love being the highest. The law of forgiveness through forgiving others and through the blood of Christ. Absolute law. Non-judgment, forgiving others, brings favor. Brings favor. Tithing brings increase. These are spiritual laws. They're no joke. They're a way to live life. But Art, I've been tithing, I've been giving, I've been this, I've been that, and it's still not working. Listen to yourself. I guarantee you it will continue to still not work if you think it's not working. Believe it is working. I'm telling you the hardest thing is for a believer is to actually believe something. What do you believe? You either believe it's working or you believe it doesn't. It isn't. Believe and get excited and praise God and you will see your life transforming right before your eyes. It will change. First thing to do is to decide what you want. What do you want? And that, I think, takes prayer also. You need the help of the Holy Spirit in your life to help you decide what it is that you want to, to be. How do you want your home life to be? If you're looking for a mate, what do you want that uh, person to be like? Because you are attracting what you are. So you want to change who you are to attract the person that you want. You might want the perfect person as a partner, but it's who you are that has to change to, to, uh, to attract that person. Because we always attract what we are. Always. You can talk all day long about operating and fooling the laws of attraction. You can watch videos online over and over with money flowing into your brain. I'm telling you right now, if you don't get these quantum rules in, in effect, the rules that Jesus taught us, then you're not going to still get what you want. You might even find a temporary love where you get married and find out it's not the person you thought it was. You know why? Because you weren't the person they thought they got. So we have to become the person. We have to transform. We have to change. You want to have money? Start giving money. How much do you give a week? How much do you give away a week? That's, you know, if you, if you don't have a goal for that or you're not setting a goal, then you're not understanding how the quantum laws work for money. Give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, flowing over. Give. Give. If you don't have enough to pay the bills, doesn't matter. Sow seed. Mark 4.11. The sower sows the word. You sow seed. You sow seed. You sow it into the earth, and it will come back. Pressed down, shaken together, and flowing over shall men and women bring unto your bosom. So praise the Lord. We live in a time where especially the next generation wants to see a demonstration of how this works. Will you help them? Will you be one of the people who stands up with the Word of God and makes a difference in your community? makes a difference in your church. Maybe you should be a greeter at the church. And as people walk in, say, blessings of the Lord be upon you. 
Maybe that's the thing to do. Or maybe it's when you hear people squabbling, you go over and say, can I pray for you? Or maybe it's just going to a restaurant where you sit down and the waitress comes over and you say, hey, you know, we're going to be praying over our food here in a minute. Is there anything in particular you'd like prayed for? You'd be surprised the responses you get and the way people look at you. So it's time. It is time for each one of us to take the responsibility of who we are in Christ. You know, you, you, we see what's happening around the world. People are losing their freedom. The freedom to preach the gospel, the freedom to uh, just be free in a country. You can look at what's happening in Canada. You can look what's happening with Russia going into Ukraine. People are living in strife. Don't be that person. We still have a country where it's free to talk about what we're talking about. We can do this. This is absolutely the time to learn how to operate the quantum laws, the kingdom of God. He created it. There is a divine creator. His name is whatever he wants it to be. But he sent us Jesus so we could identify with the Son of God and remember what we should be like because we're made in the image and likeness of God. So here we are. What are you going to do this week? It is a brand new week, getting closer to spring all the time. I believe we're there, but, you know, the cold might still be for a few, a few weeks. But God has brought springing spring, and that's the way your life should be. The winter needs to go. The spring needs to come. So as we say goodbye for the week, I'd like to say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will, for one, rejoice and be glad in it. Will you? Will you rejoice today with me? Will you praise God with me and stop being broke, busted, sick, and disgusted? Turn away from all that evil and turn to the Lord and thank Him, praise Him. Change the frequency so that when you walk in a room, people say, man, when they walk in the room, the Spirit of God walks in with them. That would be the greatest blessing and the greatest gift that you could hear if people felt that way when you walk in the room. Change. Change yourself, change your world, and your Garden of Eden will come into full bloom. So have a great week. Talk to you next week on All In. Be blessed. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.